I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football. Hello, good evening, welcome along, Rush Nation, here to the Five Yard Rush flagship show. Uh, I'm Dan, and I'm joined, as you can see, by Murph. How are you, Murph? Are you good? Yeah, mate, good to have you back. I know uh, you're on That's for the technical problems. show. Yeah, some technical problems. And then last week, I know Tuesdays are bad. And uh, where Drew can't do Mondays because he's um, he's in court Monday. Yeah. Um, so and on, on the right side good. of the bench, we hasten to add. Yeah, exactly on the right side of the bench. So, yeah. um, but it's great to have you back. And uh, good to yeah, be here. just you and me, mate. We're, we're it chat. is. We'll chat. And we're into May. And being into May means just one thing, I guess. That the draft is over and done with, and the summer's <laughs> coming. Yeah. And um, well, there's a few, there's a, still a few little things from an NFL UK perspective to um, to be. Nah, and the schedule release is still to happen. That's going to definitely yeah. throw up some interest and some talking points. But um, obviously, for you and I, Peter King confirming today that the Buccaneers will be playing in Munich on the 13th. Yep. That wasn't news really to you and I because we did know um, it was leaked. We followed up loved- people in the industry. I think we were linked to the Bucs that we Thank got word of that. So, and we have hotels booked and flights booked, and it, it has saved a it has saved a pretty penny, which was which was very useful. So, um, but yeah, Peter King did confirm a couple of things today. So I just want to make sure I don't balls this up and uh, <laughs> I, I get this right. So um, as well in Mexico, their date was to so the Cardinals are playing Monday night, November twenty first in Mexico. So Monday night football in Mexico. Um, that's a week and a that's a one week after the Buccaneers play. 
in Munich. <clears throat> so that's week 11. So that means the Cardinals you can expect to buy week 12. Buccaneers you can expect to buy week 11. I doubt either of those teams are going to not take the buy then. We had this weird scenario last year, didn't we, with the, Dol- with the Dolphins where they didn't elect yes. to take the buy. They chose not to, yeah. They chose not to. So that was... They a, wanted to a, save a, it a, for a, near late in the season so that they was fresh for their playoff. Yeah, run. which which didn't happen. Well, that's <laughs> that's arrogance for you. Uh, evening, Jack. Evening, Harry. Um, some of the regulars in, which is great. And then also we've got the news that the, the Green Bay Packers um, and New Orleans Saints... And Jacksonville, these games are all going to be played between week five and week eight. Yep. Normally so pretty, pretty early on. on. Yeah. Very early. Well, yeah, that's about right, isn't it? Normally it's six, yeah. seven. So week five, week eight. Um, so we know. A week five it, is a week six buyer. It's bearable, I suppose. It's going to be one of the first ones on the hard. Out there, but... It is hard. Um, it might not be week five. It's going to be in that window, yeah. uh, week five to week eight. So um, I've heard murmurs. It looks like the Saints are going to be week five. Yeah, that seems to be the one. And I've heard it could be the the Vikings, but I don't know. Uh, I'm less confident about that. I'm more confident on the fact it looks like it's going to be week five for the Saints. So I imagine the order is going to be the Saints. Then I would imagine, from a logical perspective, it would probably be the Packers because it'd be in the same stadium. Mm -hmm. And then I think the Jags will be after that, and that will either be. The same or the following week. I think it'll even. I think they'll be back to back weekends. I think we'll have two back to back and then a gap. So yeah. if we have one and a gap and then two, or two and a gap and then one, something like I that. I think it's how they're going to do it. So I wouldn't be surprised to see one a gap and then two, just to shift the buyers along, sort of seven and eight rather than six. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll um, <laughs> we're going to find out, right? Two well, days. We'll, we'll find out on Wednesday. So Wednesday, <laughs> yes. this will be official. Good morning, uh, football, isn't it? NFL Network. Yeah, good morning, football. So you're talking midday to 3 p.m. So I think uh, the the announcement's being teased to somewhere between that last hour, 2 till 3. That's our time. So um, we should know by 3 p.m. who's playing what weeks um, and filling in those gaps. But we we know a lot. Like, at the end of the day, this isn't going to come as... uh, I think for those who are hoping... We get to know the opponents of the the the, the Saints, yep. the Bucks, and and all these. I think that's the most exciting part. Well, so, there's still 28 teams out there hoping, that, or 28 teams of fans out there hoping that their team's going to get the nod. So I know, and the Rams is the new one that's been thrown in there today. Yes. That they said they would not mind being the Packers, the Packers opponent because they would rather take that the chance of playing. Yeah, neutralize the crowd straight out. And you're not drawing that potential winter end of season battle. Cold. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, but hey, the Buccaneers like playing in Lambo. So, I mean, it's not going to be us. So, we do all right up there. Don't worry about the cold Rams. You'll be fine. Could you imagine we had two? One here, over to Germany, and then a bye week. Thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> that'd be the dream. That'd be uh, expensive. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a lot. As a Buccaneers big. fan, that'd, that'd be rather expensive for us. But. Especially as we still got to get tickets for this game. But we'll we'll talk about that another time. Anyway, thought we were yes, talking about the draft because it's been yeah. draft weekend. I know, it's all that talk of cold winter games and let's go back to, to Vegas and the draft. And I don't know about you, but was there a more perfect setting for an NFL draft than Las Vegas? I can't remember one. I've got, I've got to be honest with you, I didn't love it. Okay. I, I, this is controversial. I've okay. There were some things that really annoyed me about this draft. 
First of the all, the limp and a walk from the green why, room. Why is the green room <laughs> on the other side of town? Yeah. Like, can you imagine if Mac Jones had done that walk last year with that power walk? He'd have read out of breath and panting. Yeah. Well, the soles of his shoes would have gone. Like, yeah. It wouldn't have been any on there. Yeah. I just was like, how long is this walk? Oh, look. Oh, look, he's still walking. Oh, yeah. No, still walking. Yeah. Also, the thing with the hat. So, he started off by putting the hat on the plinth, and then, yeah. you know, they take it off, and then they, they wear it. Off. And then yeah. they had a guy there who was standing there giving it to them. Yeah. <laughs> what was all that about? I don't know. I didn't mess up. Could you imagine? He's rummaging uh, through the box trying to find one. Here's the wrong one. one. That was weird. <laughs> um, the only I thing just... I found really odd about it, because of where it was, the time difference, it was daylight, round one. Right, And that yeah. was really surreal, that was the daylight really draft, round one. And it was such a small thing, but... Yeah, it didn't quite sit right. But also on day three, it's hmm. like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be, yeah. So, like, so. no one's up for it. <laughs> the atmosphere has just completely gone flat in day three. I was like, all oh, right, okay, people really are sort of done with this draft thing now. Uh, moving on to day three. Also, There's 95,000 better things to do than day three of drafting when you're in Vegas. <laughs> True. <laughs> but also, they teased, they teased the fact they were going to do these boats. That never happened. Yep. Right, so you had this lovely stretch of water. We thought we were going to get the boats, at least for like some of the guests for whatever. Yep. Um, I just, and there were some things that weren't Vegas's fault. That it was just, there seemed to be more people announcing picks this year than ever before. Yeah, day uh, three especially, it was rather well. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but even day two, like round yep. two, I think the commissioner only named like one pick or yeah. two. Everyone had um, some. Most of them were ex-players, which was fine. Uh, it's always good to see an ex-player, but God, they dragged it on. Like I was just like, can we just like? We'll get onto it in a minute. I'm sure, but <laughs> yeah. while we're talking about other people mentioning picks, was there a better moment in the draft than the Make a Wish guy calling out Kayvon Tabado for the draft? Oh, Giants? brilliant! By the way, yeah, that, the whole three days, right? Absolutely, that, by, by a country mile. That was my favorite. Full on, that is what Make a Wish is there for, and what it does, and you could tell exactly what that meant. And, and that kid loved Tabidow, it. To be and, fair to him, went with it as well. <laughs> and you know what? It's a hard thing because obviously this kid has gone through, and there was another Make a Wish guy in round two. Who, mm. who was so pumped. He wasn't quite as pumped as the other guy, but he was so yeah. pumped. He announced the Patriots pick, and he had... Um, it's gone straight out of my head now. The, but, um, the wide receiver? No. Uh, well, oh, he announced the wide receiver, but it was. I'm trying to think who he was... Trayvon, um, whatever his name was. Who he was there with. Anyway, it was brilliant. And like he just loved it, because everyone was booing. And he's like, yeah, bring it on! <laughs> those were great. Like When you get like those people... Um, yeah. It was great. Thibodeau was great. But there were some people that really... And we'll get into it. It stole thunder of, of draft. It's like, it's not your show, right? It's yeah. not, James Ruday did a great job as well, actually, with the Titans. Because yeah. he was just a proper fan. He was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm here for a laugh. This is great. But he's quick. Like, have fun with it, but be quick yeah. and move on. Um, it was Chase Claypool coming out on day two, I think. Like, the day after... The, the Packers, uh, the, the Steelers have picked up a brand new wide receiver that's probably going to replace him and try to be oh, my word. about it. That. I tell you what, there, there were some... They've got George Pickens the day before and he's come out on stage to read the next guy going, he might not have a job in a couple you, of months. You've <laughs> stolen that because that for me was like, that was cold. That was so cold. Like to watch... Yeah. To watch Chase Claypool basically like career just basically be blown up and he had to be the person to announce it was was... 
quite that has got to be one of the most savage things an NFL organization has ever done. The only thing I think worse would have been if the Seahawks had wheeled Chris Carson out to pick Kenneth Walker. <laughs> 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 Wheelchair him out. Oh my word! Yeah, no. to go to that's Kenneth Walker. There was some uh, was some savage things, but let's get into night one. So yes, night right. one, we, we, we digress. Yeah. Uh, well, no, let's do initial bit. So you know. I, I said to you I wasn't a huge fan, uh, and it wasn't. I don't think it was Vegas's fault. The venue was yeah. weird, but whatever. We can. But I've seen better. Like I thought, yeah. Tennessee did a great job. I thought Cleveland last oh, year was great. Really, right. yeah. I think yeah. Cleveland was good. Um, I just felt it's just it was the, a, the shots, the drones, and the aerial shots and things. Are, it looked as a wicked. big fan of Vegas. Yeah, yeah. It, just it looked wicked, <laughs> but it. I, I don't feel like they had enough. There wasn't enough Vegasy content. Like I feel yeah. like you could have really hammed it up um, and really gone on there. But yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, to round one, yep. First five picks, all defensive picks. How shocked were you that all five picks were defensive? Um. A little. I had one of the offensive tackles coming out in the top five mm. summer. Whether it had been Neil or Icky, I don't know. Um, I mean, when was the last time two corners were picked top five in an NFL draft? It just seemed I'm not crazy sure it's ever happened. No, yeah, I, I don't know if it has. I'm not um, sure it's ever happened. I mean, I remember when people were shocked that Denzel Ward went fourth overall as a corner. I can't. Yeah. And I know that last year, in fact, it's never happened. Um, because there's only been about six players in the last 20, 30 years that have been drafted at corner in that high. Because um, I know that Jeff Okuda went for last, was it last year or the year before, um, to uh, the Lions? Yeah. yeah, he was he was high up the board. Or was he three? He was three because Andrew Thomas was four. Yeah, you're right, 2020 draft. Yeah. Um, Jeff Okuda went three. I think three is the highest a corner's ever gone. Um, so three and four, I don't think that's ever happened before. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised to see Stingley go that high. I didn't think Stingley would. I was, I was, I wasn't shocked on Source Gardner Johnson there. Um, and I'm with you. I thought, I thought that the, I thought the tackle that went to the uh, Panthers would have gone the top five. But, but then, yeah. but then I understand why that didn't happen because the Giants had the choice of the two tackles. I think they probably had them rated fairly equally on their board. I Which reckon it was they not... went Thibodeau first. Correct. <clears throat> they went Thibodeau. They they right. And I think they probably had crosswind there and all. They'd have probably been happy with one of the three. And well, then they, when they realised they knew, that all yeah. three were on the board, they were settled. They didn't yeah, I, I, they knew that we were going to get at worst Evan Neal. And I think yeah. Evan Neal was talked about as number one pick in this draft. I don't think the Lions, uh, I don't think the Giants, you could sit there you got two blue chip players in this draft. I mean, to get Thibodeau, who is one of my favorite characters, and you, mm-hmm. you, you know, the one thing about about the Giants organization is they've not drafted many great character guys in recent years. You know, you've had what happened with Baker, the corner, and his contract got ripped up. Thomas, nice kid, but. He's not that sort of real locker room leader kind of mm-hmm. guy that you kind of need at tackle. You know, Tony, they want to trade because he's a handful. You know, their first round picks are not these sort of big character guys who are leaders. And I think Thibodeau is the perfect person 
for that organization because I think he'll just grab people and just go, we got to sort this right? out. He yeah. reminds me so much of JPP. Okay, like he yeah. reminds me so much personality, um, the serious when it gets to work, but is a really good communicator. Yeah. And I tell you what, if he performs at the level that JPP did for that organization, then they got a heck of a player. Um, and I think they've done a, a really good job. Um, I don't think anyone was, I mean, Trayvon Walker was quite kind of the uh, one of the, the Jags. I've got to say, I, I wouldn't have done it. I would have taken Hutchinson. Hutchinson was the safest pick. Um, I had Hutchinson coming out first, but... Yeah. Well, they, I did up until the day before, and then all the talk and everything, and it started to come out that Walker was going to be the pick. So um, not uh, not an issue with it. I think Walker's a good player, but I, I, I think if you're the Jaguars... Don't take risks. Just just take the players who you know are going to do a job. And, and yeah. Hutchinson would have done that. I don't think Walker's a big risk, but I think Hutchinson, for me, is the guy I would have. I now really like Hutchinson standing from Michigan into Detroit. Oh, he loves it. But he it's loved perfect, it, like, right? didn't he? That's Absolutely. Fan favorite right there. Yeah, and, and the way that he talks. And again, the way he talks and communicates, he, he came out really well for me. I yeah. um a lot of time for, for the way that he conducted himself in this process and, and at the end of it. So, so following those top guys... The first one that really should because okay, Stingley and Gardner went and you're like, oh, okay, but there was an argument why they should be there, right? The first real pick that made me go, oh, that's a surprise, was the Falcons at eight taking Drake London. Now I don't think it's a surprise that they had a wide receiver need, and I don't think it's a surprise that they got one. I was just surprised at eight that they didn't try and fill another area first with the depth of wide receiver in the class, if that makes sense. It's a really interesting point because I I did get shocked. I didn't think they would do it. I thought my initial thought was they would take Kyle Hamilton. That was the player mm-hmm. yep. that I thought that they would take. Um, I didn't even mind them picking um, Johnson potentially. Obviously, he fell quite a way through the draft. And we'll get onto that, but as um, another no, draft there, it's a huge need they've got. Yeah, I. It's a t- it's a tough one. I think the board probably doesn't break for them the way they would have liked. Um, maybe they didn't like cross. I felt they could have done with offensive line. Um, obviously, there were some people here that would have expected them to go QB. I'm not shocked by that. No. Um, no. You know, I think there's a few players. Jordan Davis was a player they could have taken. Um, but listen, I think they've seen something in Drake London yep. and. He's a slow they, Mike Evans. And they clearly have um, – what they want to do here is they want to get guys who are going to go up and get the ball. So you've got yep. Carl Pitts, now you've got – Oh, they've got a lot of height everywhere. Yeah, AJ, AJ, uh, Alden Tate even. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't have guys now that, that you know, are timid. Um, they can go and get balls. Yeah, I mean, I can – it's kind of a – it's an interesting point. I For me, I would say this is a huge um, – like nod to the coach to say, Arthur Smith, you're okay for a while. Because I don't I just think that... Arthur Smith is taking. I don't think Arthur Smith is taking Drake London here unless he knows he's got a couple of years. I just think the Falcons out in London won't win them any more games than they would without him. I think there was a player there they could have had that would have had a bigger influence on their games throughout the year than Drake London will have. But I don't think they. I think they realise they're not going to win that many games this year. Yep. They're so. I mean, listen, their quarterback. So that their quarterback battle is Marcus Mariota or third round draft choice in, in Desmond Ridder. And we'll get to Desmond Ridder. Yeah. 
We're not talking about the strongest quarterback room in the world here. You got well, the other way I thought about it is obviously they picked Ridder, but watching day one, I actually thought we've seen so many QBs come in drafted early. We've seen Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and not have the team around them to help them. Yeah. They've struggled year one. So maybe the Falcons are going, okay, let's stack the skill positions so that when we get a QB next year, everyone knows what they're doing, where they're going, what the plan is, and the QB's actually got the support he needs to thrive in year one rather than get by in year one. And I think that's part of it. And I think the part of it is there were, I think the bottom line, and when we do the dissection of this class, the one thing we've got to realise is from a first round talent grade, there was probably only... 20, 25 players tops. Yep. Now, there has to be 32 players that go in the first round. Yep. But I do not think there were that... From an NFL talent evaluation perspective, I do not feel that there were enough people that valued more than maybe 20 of these players as genuine quality, going to have a 10-year career in this league, um, going to add something day one and be a star. And mm-hmm. I think that's... When you look at it and you look at the players who have gone first in those first seven picks, it's like, we can go and get Drake London, who we probably think is the best player in this draft from what's left. And he probably was top of their board. And if he's top of their board, you think, well, you've got to select him. Whereas everyone else is kind of like, I mean, Charles Cross, third best tackle. Um, everyone you're selecting at that stage is third or fourth best. You know, the corners have gone. I reckon they probably would say Kyle Hamilton was probably the only player in his position that was top of the board that was still on the board. Yep. And I think, I think they've just gone, let's just go and pick our best, the the best player on the board for us. Um, and they must have, must have loved the kid. And I'm not surprised. I think he's a talented individual, but I think he's a really, really nice guy. And I think, um, that will work really well for them. It was it was definitely interesting. I agree with you. I wouldn't expect it, but I also think we are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. With what with what was going on in this draft and how few difference makers there are in this draft, hmm. I'm probably, when you think about it in the cold light day, it's probably not the worst thing that they'll do. Fair. Well, we did the Seahawks taking an offensive lineman uh, after Russ has gone been mauled over so many times it seems really ironic that they finally get rid of him and then they decide to take a first round pick on an offensive lineman you must just sit there and shake your head if you're Russell Wilson at that stage but um and then we had a run on receivers didn't we it was a few teams started to trade up to to pick up these receivers 
Well, so Garrett Wilson at 10, the Jets, Jets were there at 10. They, you know, we were pretty confident they were going to take a receiver. I yep. thought Drake London, Drake London goes fine. They take the best receiver on the board. Uh, Garrett Wilson, don't think anyone's shot there. Then the Saints oh. move up. Now, the Saints, to acquire this pick, have traded a lot. Yep. So they've ended up trading about six picks to draft Chris Olave. And I've got to be honest with you, I hate it. <laughs> Fair. I don't I don't like this pick for them. I'm being completely neutral here, by the way. I really don't like this pick. I just think I think Chris Olave is a great player. Mm-hmm. You won't hear me say that he's a poor player with a poor choice. But you you're talking about a team who are in quarterback transition with a brand new head coach. You've got Michael Thomas already. Yes, you need a wide receiver, you need a dynamic wide receiver, but you haven't got there's not enough there for me on mm-hmm. that side of the ball to warrant spending what they have spent to get him. Yeah. Like they, they've spent yeah, thin all across the skill positions. Yeah, multiple offense. second round picks, multiple yeah. third round picks, the fourth round pick for Chris Alave. He's just and then selecting him at twelve or eleven. Like I yeah. for me, I just think for what you've paid to get him, he better be a multiple-year-old pro. Because if he's not, that's not going to work out. And I'm not sure he was the receiver I would have taken for them. I think Jamison Williams would have been a better bet. But there's some part of me that thinks, do you know what? You should have just waited. You had the capital with the picks. Mm -hmm. The two first-round picks, even if you didn't go wide receiver first round, or even you did, you still would have got a good one in your original spot. And you, and you get Penning, which I get Penning is a good player, like tackle, fine. Uh, but I, yeah, I just didn't love the pick. I just think for them, if I look at those top five wide receivers, top six wide receivers, he's the one now I'd put a question mark across. It's not his fault. I just think mm-hmm. that situation, what they've paid to do it, all those players they've sacrificed to get him. Just not so sure that that was the best use of resources to to make that work. And then Jameson Williams goes, and the, the Lions trade up 20 picks, and you think, wow, Malik Willis is coming off the ball here. We're going to have a quarterback battle. That's what I thought. I thought, yeah. it's got to be Malik Willis. And then, no, they go and get Jameson Williams. By the way, how annoyed was Jameson Williams? He didn't look too, uh, too pleased with it, did he? <laughs> I actually... I respect him for it a lot. From an NFL point of view and from a fantasy point of view, I really liked him falling there. Maybe he didn't oh, like I... him falling there, but I'd love that landing spot for him. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, you know that Goff's not going to be the QB probably next year. No, nope, I'm not big on Ammon, right? Okay, we brought in DJ Shark. DJ Shark and Jameson Williams potentially could be a huge one too in there. That's now a taste of way... If they can they... keep him healthy. Last year... Last year, that wide receiver room went from gold. Was it golden? No, it wasn't even golden tape. Who was it last year? It golden was uh, last year, was he? No, who was um, I don't know, but they played Quintus Cephas some games, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I mean, you're Quintus Cephas. <laughs> I'm trying to think who was the oh, it was um, he played in Vegas the year before. Oh, um, not Zay Jones, um, right, Zay Jones is in Vegas, not uh, oh, anyway. Can't remember. Anyway, but they they basically had a talent poor wide receiver room, and now you've got DJ Chark, Jameson Williams, and now Josh Reynolds Brown, and Josh Reynolds. I mean, that's not a bad wide receiver room, and now and you still got TJ Hawkinson, you still yeah. got Swift. Yeah, 
you that's a pretty decent like that. Um, that's not a bad offense at and all. I think Goff, but there's worse QBs and Goff out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's bang average, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I quite liked it for fantasy. Um, the Eagles traded up and took uh, Jordan Davis to get ahead of the Ravens. Um, that was a good move. The Ravens ended up getting Kyle Hamilton, which I love that pick. Yep. Um, Kenyon Green went to the Texans, strengthened the interior line, which is good. Um, Harry Sakleef Raymond, that he was on that team, but that's not the player I was thinking of. Um, he came from. I'm not going to look it up, but he came from. He came from the Raiders the year before. Um, Jahar Dotson went to Washington. I feel like Washington kind of lost themselves with this draft. Like I'm looking at who was on. Like for me, I don't understand how Jahar Dotson went above Traylon Burks. I don't. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, but he me did. Either. Yeah. So. Um, and then, then, and so now we have to get to Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks. <laughs> so the Tennessee Titans ship off AJ Brown and draft for, AJ Brown. Uh, yeah, basically <laughs> draft the player who was comp to AJ Brown. Um, yeah. First of all, AJ Brown goes to the Eagles. He gets traded and gets a hundred million dollar contract, fifty-seven million guaranteed. Congratulations to him. I'm amazed that that was done, literally. Obviously, all the paperwork, everything would have been done in advance. You don't just agree that deal after you've traded for him during the NFL draft. So why did that pick get traded during the NFL draft? Why didn't that get done in the afternoon? That's the part. I mean, like the television show that was put together was amazing, but I can't help but feel that that one was known about. Maybe it's to stop the other teams knowing that that's happening. They're coming for whoever. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Especially I mean, where Burks is such a comp to AJ Brown, would yeah. you know the commanders might go a different way or say they're known. So I don't mind them keeping that to themselves. Okay, yeah, no, that's a good point. So um, trade on Burks goes. Yeah. What do you think of that situation? And then what do you think of AJ Brown going as well? Um, I think the Eagles have benefited greatly there. Um, I don't like it from a fantasy point of view. AJ Brown being on the Eagles, especially if. Where I have him ranked as a wide receiver, I think he's going to take a small hit when I sit down and factor all these in. I haven't done it over the weekend, but I'm pretty sure he will. I don't know. You've kind of just traded, as we said, AJ Brown that you know what he gives you and got AJ Brown that is yet to be proven. But he does come a hell of a lot cheaper. Cost. And that is the problem when you start paying running backs in the NFL. Yeah. And and that, you know, you've picked Derek Henry. You've basically traded AJ Brown for. Yep. A younger, unproven. I don't wrong. If, if Traylon Burks turns out to be what he could be, and they can get Robert Woods fit and healthy with Derrick Henry, that's not a bad offensive lineup they've got there. No, especially in the division they're in, I'm okay with that. Um, but you're working out on Burks being who you hope he is when you already had who he is. Yeah, that's a. It is definitely a strange one and for the Eagles. Obviously, they they've been in the market for a wide receiver. They <laughs> apparently had agreed to trade for Calvin Ridley. Yes, prior to uh, it, um, getting injured, um, sorry, suspended. suspended. Yeah, so he goes, and then another wide receiver goes, and Marquise Hollywood Brown gets traded to the Cardinals, yeah. and he was already an Arizona Cardinals draft party. You talk about them already knowing they're going to happen. He yeah. was backstage of an Arizona Cardinals draft party. Surprise! <laughs> I mean, love I it. I, that see. 
for me, I think the Ravens have done a phenomenal job to get another first round to get a first round pick back from Marquis Oliver Brown, who has not really lit the league up. Like he's been fine. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson was not happy. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't blame him, to be fair. No. I think but, it's left the Ravens a little short in that department, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it has a little bit, but I don't think it's. But I, I like the pick, Tyler Linderbaum. I think that was tailor made for them uh, as a player I've mocked there for a long time, so that kind of made a lot of sense uh, for me. Last thing about round one was obviously only one quarterback went off the board. It was Kenny Pickett. Yep. Um, I'm a little shocked, but at the same token, not entirely surprised, but. At the same point, that's an interesting QB battle now between Pickett oh, and... Oh, take your pick, Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I would start Trubisky day one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would start Trubisky day one. But I do think that if you're if you're Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, you look at how you much money he's been paid. Eight weeks into that year. Yeah. I mean, Trubisky's not been paid a lot of money. He, oh. They can discard him. Yeah, uh, he's on seven, eight million a year. Like he's not, on, he's not on big quarterback money. Like you can get rid of him. Like he's there's nobody's business. So yeah, he will get a chance to earn that job. But I again, I'm not sure if I would be shocked if Kenny Pickett wins this job. They seem delighted to get him. Um, I think a lot of it will depend on how competitive they are in the division. The tough division: Bengals and the Ravens, the Ravens. And that in there. So even the Browns. if they if they fall away and aren't competitive, I can see them making the change to Pickett and setting him in ready for a run yeah. next year. Quite I, I can I completely agree. The rest of round one was a bit meh, you know, just against the players who uh, Jets coming up for Johnson was a, a big thing for me. Oh yeah, I mean huge. Yeah. I mean um, I don't know how he gets that twenty six. Apparently they'd phoned every pick from fifteen down every single time to try and get back in all the time Johnson was on the board. Uh wow. and couldn't make any deals happen. Um and finally managed to get it with the Titans at twenty six, I think it was. Well, that's weird because um, a few teams traded up um, to get their guys. So yeah. uh, the Bills traded up and obviously the, the Ravens traded there. So, you know, they get in at 26. Um, oh, and um, the Chiefs traded up because the Chiefs traded they up. To, yeah. So, you know, you had a few teams yeah. trade up there. So the um, together obviously weren't enough for where they were. Yeah. So they kept going. But it worked um, for them, so they, they must have been delighted to get it. And then the last one was obviously New England moving down and then getting Cole Strange from Chattanooga, which... Who wears 69? <laughs> How many Strange 69 shirts do you reckon they're going to sell in New England? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> My favourite part of this was the fact that on a live stream was a very drunk Sean McVeigh and a very drunk... Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> who'd, who'd been um, watching tape of him for their third round pick to see how he set it so, it was so annoyed. That was so good. Um, I just want to point out as well. Yeah. So the Bills taking Keati Lamb. Have you yeah. seen the video? They released a bit of video from one, his interview, and two, his phone call. No, I haven't um, seen it. Model professional. He turned up for his interview. At the end of it, he said, would you guys like to see my notes? And they went, you what? And he pulled out a notebook, Florida Gators notebook, and they went, what's in it? He said every play, every receiver, what their things are, what games I've done, what positional things I've done, where I can learn, where I can improve. And this book was full of notes wow. on what he'd studied and learned, but also ways he could self-improve. And he, he took it all with him to his interviews. And on the phone call to the Bills, he said, that's fantastic. They'll fly there tomorrow. He said, can you do me a favor and put a playbook on the plane for me to read on the way? Like, if that isn't oh, a profession that says, I want to learn. Yeah. That, you talk about, we said it before, there's a lot of characters in this draft, I feel. It was very 
few questionable characters, but that mm. at that level is going above and beyond what you need to do. Um, and this is only what he done. And fair play to him. It, it probably earned him a, a late first as opposed to an early or mid second. I always thought he'd go in the first round. I thought he was a good player. I yep. didn't want him at the Bucks. Um, I didn't feel he was the style of corner that would work in a Todd Bowles defense. Um, yep. And there wasn't a slight on him. Uh, he always comes across as a good, as a good. I didn't know any of that stuff. That I mean, yeah. I'm not. I mean, it's great to hear. Um, but yeah, I was never too happy when I was seeing him being mocked to the Bucks. I was like, I don't think he fits that top bowl scheme as no. well as other corners um, that you can get in this draft. And yeah. I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad with who we got, to be honest, in Logan Hall. I think he's a much better fit. Um, round two. So no yes, QBs going round two. Nope. And this is where everyone panics. Everyone's gone, what is going on with these quarterbacks? I mean, just on that, I'm not... It's one of these that, in in hindsight, this is so abundantly obvious. That I cannot believe I did not see this beforehand. It's obvious that these teams did not value these quarterbacks no. because Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback for the Atlanta yeah. Falcons, and he's not yeah. played in three years. Yep. Mitchell Trubisky gets a starting yeah. job. He's not played in over a year. Drew Locke and Geno Smith are fighting for a starting job. For a starting job. Yeah. Like, we should have known this. We mocked these QBs thinking, oh, well, they've got to be better than Drew Locke and they've got to be better than Mitchell Trubisky. People forget Mitchell Trubisky was the number two overall pick. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know people don't like him, but... Nick Foles is still a free agent. Well, yeah, he's just got released, <laughs> isn't he? I mean, yeah, I mean, and Baker Mayfield is still out there. And Jimmy G's available. And Jimmy G's available. And all of them like, would go before these guys got drafted if it wasn't for cost. Fact of that, A hundred percent, you know, and you hear these GMs and they were saying, like, um, Jason Light said, I've got Kyle Trask. Why would I draft a QB? Yeah. And you think, well, Kyle Trask was the 64th QB off, well, 64th player off the board last year. And he's what, yeah. QB six. Yeah. QB six off the board last year, and he and he was viewed above all of these QBs this year. But you mentioned um, Mariota, and just out of question, put Mariota in this draft, he goes first round all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah all day. Yeah. All, I, I think any any of the starting QBs in the NFL, Sam Darnold, yeah. Davis Mills, Davis Mills is a first round pick. He's the first QB off yeah, the board in this yeah. draft all day yeah. long, and I think. That was the part. It's like we were shocked, and then actually we were like, because this isn't fantasy football. Yeah, it changes it. In in fantasy football, we would draft these players because, like, well, they're better than nothing. These teams have gone no, because we'll find players who are better than these guys. Yeah, it's a damning indictment to how bad. I would say how bad that how un NFL ready these QBs were evaluated. Um, yeah, and then, across the board as well. It's not like one's missed it or whatever. It's yeah, just a, we'll, a league-wide. We'll get to Ritter in, in a minute. But, you know, the Packers trade up. They get Watson. What are your thoughts yep. on Christian Watson to the Packers? I think at that stage, the Packers have missed the top five or six they needed uh, and didn't want to miss anybody else at that stage. Um, not a big Christian Watson fan. Um, I can still see the Packers now coming in for a, I don't know. Um, eBay? No, I can't see them doing a big one. Someone like Jarvis Landry, free agent. 
I'm going to send yeah, okay. someone like Jarvis Landry just to put that experience OBJ's in that room. There. Yeah, but he's going to be injured till November, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I could, they could bring them both in. Yeah, right. They, they Landry and OBJ, that. put them back together again. Yeah. I know what they're going to get with the two of them. I love um, that. I still think they need to add an experience. I mean, they've got Randall, Cobb, and, um, and the like there, but they need to add some kind of leader in that wide receiver room because at the minute they haven't got it. And Watson, he'll do you a job in spells, but you're not going to be able to rely on him all game, every game. To what they the thing is, I really like him in the <clears> sense of he will catch everything. Yep. He will catch everything, but he's not going to replace Devontae Adams. He's not that no, style. No, can. Yeah. yeah, no, no, 100%. But he's not that high-volume guy. Like, mm-hmm. he's not the guy who's going to get you... You're not going to target him 155 times a season. Like, oh. if you are, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you needed to get someone who I think would have been a better volume guy. And I look at the run that was at the... <coughs> skipping forward, excuse me. At the end of the round, I feel there was mm-hmm. better value there. Pickens... Yep. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Alec Pierce, Sky Moore. Yep. They were players who I felt, all of them in their own way, would have been better fits for the Green Bay Packers. Sky Moore's got a lot of hype since the draft, I think, because of landing spot with the Chiefs. Uh, and fair so. He's a, you know, he's a reasonable receiver. The one for me that's flying on the radar on that is Alec Pierce. Yeah. yeah. Alec Pierce um, to the Colts with Pittman could work out an absolute treat. I think it was an underrated player coming out of college because of where he was anyway at Cincinnati. Um, I actually really like Alec Pearson. Um, when he landed there, yeah, I I liked him. And a few rookie drafts we've got going off at the minute is he's still an early third-round pick. So I'll take that because I think he becomes wide receiver two on that roster almost straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think – I I don't know where you're getting him in the third round. I've seen him go in the, in the few I've done have been second round, mid-second. And oh. I think you, you should be happy to punch a – any second round pick on him, I think you should yeah. be pretty happy with. I think he's someone that I agree with you. I think he can be fantasy relevant very early. He's going to have very little competition for targets. It's him or Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell yeah. can't stay fit. So you got Matt Ryan throwing him the football. I think it's a good fit. He's got a better uh, line than he had at the Falcons, Matt Ryan. So there's hope. Exactly that. So he's going to have time hope. to throw. He doesn't need. And they've to got a better running game than the Falcons had. So that should buy him a bit more time as well. Yeah, and I think Sky Moore to the Chiefs, I think, is a great fit. I think it works. I agree with you that if you're looking at it from a a linear perspective of year one redraft, right? So from mm-hmm. a year one redraft perspective, give me Alec Pierce over Sky Moore. Yeah. No qualms or debates. Yeah. But there's so much uncertainty in that room at the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You've got a bunch of guys. Nicole Harbin's not really done it. Juju Smith-Schuster's on the decline. Yeah. Sky Moore could win the lottery there. Like, he's in a situation where if his talent wins out, he will be... Travis Kelsey goes in a year, probably, maybe two. He could go to the moon. He really could. And I think, if you ask me right now, he's the guy I would would want in a... a, I don't want to go too much into Dynasty, but he's the guy I would want in Dynasty because... We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. 
We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. The moon is much higher. The ceiling is so much higher for Sky Moore in that situation. But I agree with you from a, draft, from a redraft perspective, give me Alec Pierce, because yeah. I think Alec Pierce is going to have a very solid rookie season. Me too. Sky Moore could literally fall anywhere on the map in this in this in this season. So I think I'm gonna get Matt Moore. I, I I studied a bit of video on players. I had him more as a slot receiver than an outside guy. And I know he can do the outside role to an extent, mm-hmm. but I had him more comfortable in the slot. And knowing the Chiefs have Juju there, I couldn't quite work out how that's gonna play out. Well, I, th- I think the thing with college tape, right? And I learned this lesson the hard way, and I learned it with Justin Herbert right? What you see players do on their college tape is not the limitation of what they can do. And Justin Herbert was one because he looks pretty bang average in that Oregon offense. And then actually you realize that actually that's the way that he was coached at Oregon. He was told you do a three step drop or a four step drop. Mm -hmm. So his mechanics look weird because he's not doing the standard five or seven foot drop. You know, he he's literally step drop. He's literally on a short, quick front. So it looks weird because he's doing what no other QB is being asked to do. And then you question his mobility. Well, why is he releasing so quickly? And you you don't realize it's all coaching. And then it was only through the the combine process. I was like, oh well, this kid's got wheels. He can move. Mm-hmm. He was just being asked to do a very specific job. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think Sky Moore is very similar. I do think he will operate better out of the slot, but I also think he can. Do a bit of everything. Um, okay. He's got wheels. I think, so I think can... his best his best role would be that sort of intermediate role. That's similar to that Larry Fitzgerald, Chris Godwin okay. role. Yeah. I think if you can get him in that middle part of the field <clears throat> and line him against the off ball linebacker, yeah, and he can beat him for pace, I think you could you could see a lot of production in that sort of role. That's where I things like that. Yeah, that's the sort of things I I would expect to see him. Um, And obviously, Travis Kelsey does a lot of that work. So when Travis Kelsey takes, don't forget, Travis Kelsey's going to come across. He's going to take men with him. They're going to guard him. There's going to be a huge open space that Sky Moore can really exploit. And I think if you can get that working in a tandem, that could work really nicely for the Chiefs. So that's something I would expect. Um, Source of running backs come off the board. We did. Jets traded up. Surprise you. Yes, that did shock me a lot. Um, they move again. They move ahead of the Texans to do it because I think yep. the Texans were going to do it. Yeah, I think it does shock me a lot, given the fact that you do have Michael Carter there. You do mm-hmm. have other running backs on that roster. Yeah, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand it. I think Brees Hall is as good a running back 
we have seen come out in the last half a dozen years. Yeah. Like I have high, high expectation for him. I do think this is really troubling for Michael Carter owners. Oh, I think he's, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, redraft, he's undraftable. He's a, he's a handcuff at best. Now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really exciting. Uh, if you're a Jets fan, I think he can really help move the ball. Uh, and I think he's going to help them a long, long way. And now you've got the weapons and you've got everything there. It's an interesting one because now it is all on Zach Wilson. If Zach will, Zach Wilson now has two years. His his clock starts now with this draft. He has two years to get them within touching distance of the playoffs or he's done. So it's, I think think they'll compete for this year. I think they'll be on the fringe of a wild card. I don't think this year. I don't think this year. I think, I think the Patriots are too far ahead. I think um, Miami have improved. I still think they're the fourth best team in that division, but I like what they've done. They've built a lot of talent. They got to bed in. I think you've got to give, especially when you rebuild an offensive and defensive line. You got to write a year off. Yeah, we saw it with the Chiefs last year. They bed an entire offensive line. You saw the struggles at the start of the season. Then they started to put it together, and then when it really counted, it fell apart. Yeah. And that—that's what's going to happen. You're going to have these inconsistencies on both lines. Wilson's going to have bad games this year because that offensive line isn't going to quite merge. Um, but it will get better. It'll be better. Yeah. They just need to move up this year. They can get seven wins. I think they'll be they'll probably be quite happy with that. Fine. Just to round off round two. We've already mentioned the, the number of different people coming in to announce picks. We had uh poor Andrew Proof and his pick to the Vikings and um, I can't remember who it was now. But we had a twenty minute uh, live story it was Ed, of it was Ed Marion Ed It was coach, yeah. Um, he loved his time in the limelight, didn't he? Jesus, like, <laughs> I'm not being funny. Like, people like that is why stun guns were invented. <laughs> it's like next year at the NFL draft. If you have someone thinking they're just they're just better than everything else, just go out there, give them a stun gun. It was the I actually didn't was... mind it. Like, even oh, came down and told him to just like... read the card, and he still carried on. Like, he still carried on. Happened. I was yeah. like, dude, just get off the stage, just get out, look, like. But... We're now talking about Andrew Bruce's draft pick. We wouldn't have been doing that otherwise. So I don't think Andrew Bruce will care. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd... Mate, if that was me, if I was Andrew Booth, I'd just go find him and just be like, yeah, cheers, Tack. <laughs> oh, just... Yeah, I, I think it's disrespectful. It's not about you. It's about players being drafted. Yeah, and I, think, yeah. I just think, do you know what? Listen, you're a 70-year-old man. No one cares. Just get... Just mate. Listen, you've got one job. Read the card. You can't read the card. Find someone who can read the card. Read the card. Yep. Move on. Um... Yep. Kenneth Walker obviously went to the Seahawks um, yeah. because Pete Carroll can't help himself. Someone, someone needs to take away, <laughs> you know, like when you get too old and they yeah. take away your driver's license. Yeah. Pete Carroll should have his draft card revoked. He shouldn't be allowed to go to the NFL draft. I was also saying, as well, it's great because Walker can catch the ball. And I think the Seahawks are the 30 for 32 yesterday on passes to running backs. Yeah, it just <laughs> great. Doesn't matter if you can catch it or not, you ain't gonna be thrown it. So exactly that. And Drew Lock, you know, I'm not being funny, like Drew Luck's not gonna not gonna target him all that much of it. So um obviously Richard Penny arrowed down, Chris Carson RIP, he's pretty much done. Um and then James Cook, yeah. he went to Buffalo. That's a great pick. I think that will uh, definitely work out well for them. Um round three, lots of trench players went early, which is kind of what you would expect. 
Uh, Ritter, so Desmond Ritter goes off the board. He is the QB2 in this draft, which I always felt he was anyway. Yeah. Um, I actually believed he's the QB1, but I thought he'd go QB2. But I didn't expect to come off the board at 74. He couldn't have asked for a better landing spot. I mean, my word, this kid has really landed in the... I mean, he's in the quarterback battle with with Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Like, he's not played Steven three Stevens years. from day one. Oh, listen, I think he's ahead. Okay. I think, I think he's ahead. I think, I think he's ahead. He's just come off an unbeaten regular season and he's taken Cincinnati yeah. to the final four of the college playoffs. Yeah. That doesn't happen. It's rigged. The whole system is rigged for Georgia and Alabama and Florida and well, Notre Dame. first non-Power 5 school, wouldn't they, to make the college yeah, playoffs? Yeah, exactly that. Like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Desmond Ridder starts day one. If he does not start day one, something has gone wrong. Like he starts day one. I, 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 give me the prop bet, whatever. I'll find it. There's no doubt in my mind he starts day one because I can't see a world in which Marcus Mariota is going to start. And like he's playing for the, he, don't forget he's playing for the coach who benched him. Yeah, for Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, yeah. this isn't. This is a guy. Okay, yeah, he, he liked him enough to think. Well, he knows my system. But they, they got caught. Perfect got backup. Caught, perfect system. backup. Yep. Hey, look, you've been my backup QB for the last couple of years. Yeah. Come do it again. You know what we're doing. Come in and tell the other guy what to do. No one else <laughs> is going to pay you. Yeah. I'm going to give you six or something million dollars a year to come in and coach a guy. And tell our young guy what to do, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's going to happen. Maybe you might see Mario to the first couple of games, but listen, if you are – you're Atlanta, you're not winning the division. You're not winning the division. So why would no. you not play Ridder? Yeah, <coughs> you've got nothing Especially to after lose. Especially getting him Drake London as well. Exactly that. I played yeah. Desmond Ritter all day long. Agree. Um, yeah, yeah. Dean, he slid all the way to eighty-three. I think he was like seventeenth on the big board. Was he? I had him in my mock going to Eagles at fifteen. So yeah, somewhere about that. He ended up at the Eagles, bizarrely. Yes, yeah, so he um, got the just, right team. That's the point. Sixty-five <laughs> picks later. <laughs> Well, he, he he apparently needs pec surgery, so yes. um, and he refused to have it for whatever reason. So he will be having that, um, and that's wasted so far. But yeah, I mean, unbelievable. Still, if he gets fit and healthy, he comes back. Exactly yeah. that. I mean, and they paired him with the other Georgia linebacker as well, didn't they? Yeah, Davis. That's it. So I think uh, you've done really Still well. Know there. each other well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Leaders, national champions. Yeah. I think anytime you can take a national champion player in, in round three, you've, you've got to consider it if it's a position yeah. of need, and it certainly is for them. And Malik Willis, he goes to the Titans. Um, I don't think, I, I could be honest. If I saw I'm Malik Willis, you must... two of the Titans were the favourite, and I couldn't quite figure out why. If, if you're Malik Willis right now, you must think that your career is like almost over before it started. Yeah. You've gone from being the QB one in this draft. Everyone loves you. You're yeah. going, if not top ten, you're going top twenty. Yeah. You're getting yeah. picked in the first round. It was like Three a shoe. Teams there, yeah. Need Everyone it. loves you. Everyone yeah. needs a QB. You fall to eighty six. Your third and you're QB behind Tannehill. Who's you going to play Tannehill. this year? And, and you still play too much next year. They're not going to drop Tannehill next year either. No, he, so he's he, got two years benched. No, he he has got. He's got almost no hope yep. of winning. Yeah. Uh, it's a terrible, goes down. terrible. Yeah, but he, I don't even get from a system perspective how that works. No, 
Because yeah. you've got Derrick Henry. Like, what's the yeah. point of getting a mobile QB when you've got Derrick Henry? Like, get a pocket passer. I just, it didn't make a lot of. And also, you know, because you've just traded AJ Brown. All right, you've got to trade on Burks, but you don't have that big, huge vertical threat that you've just traded away. You've got Robert yeah. Woods. Who, I love Robert Woods, by the way, yeah. but he's not a, he's not a he's huge, not. big, deep vertical threat. I mean, he can be, but he's not that big catch guy. And trade on Burks is not. He's a little bit smaller than, than AJ Brown. <laughs> you haven't got a big tight end. <laughs> I just he's known for this big arm Malik with this. I don't see how that I mean they you got guys who can get down the field, but yeah. I don't think that's a good fit. No. Um, Rashad White to the Bucks. It took me a while to work this one out before it happened, but I saw the oh, right okay, wall. Yeah. Pass catching back. Um yeah. pretty average pass and Pass pro, don't think he's going to do much here. One, I think it's very similar. Yeah. People got very yeah. overhyped when we drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. Brain that... leaves next year, and the guy was there, puts Fournette right in cut potential for next summer, though. I believe uh, that that's definitely or you keep, or you keep him for a year, and, and you've got White, and you can do him as a yeah. tandem. Yeah, but Fournette does go down, he does miss games. He can do, yeah. So I get it, it made sense, but they love the guy. They interviewed him, by the way, they interviewed him at the combine. Formerly, mm-hmm. um, they bought him in as a top thirty, and then bought him in for an extra visit. Okay. So they loved, they loved him. Like yeah. it was only when I was trying to work out are the Bucks going to draft Brees Hall with the first pick of the second round? I was looking through. I was like, right, who are they looked at? Because they bought in a lot of running backs. Yeah, but he was the only one on all three lists, and it okay. was all formal requests. And I was like, they're going Rashad White. They're not. And that makes sense. One of the better pass catching backs coming out, so I'm okay. Absolutely. With that. So it did make sense. Um, Matt Corral went to the Panthers. Um, you'll see Donald Stein. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Matt Corral's he's not fit anyway now. I think it's going to take him a bit too long. I think he's I think next summer they might have an issue. Donald's fifth year option's gone, and then they'll have to weigh out how Corral does, I guess, during workouts and that. But uh, I think, I think Corral future. will have half a chance to win a job. Okay. Next summer, but he's not. Yep. He's gonna. He basically has to look at this now. As this is his year to learn the system, to get a advantage over who he's going to compete with for the job yep. next summer. Correct. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Brian Robinson to the Commanders. I mean, he's a Brian Robinson's a bit of a plodder. Like I think he, everyone's sitting there like, oh no, this is bad news for Antonio Gibson. It's not. He's basically yeah. just like another JD McKissick. He's just going to yeah. be a guy. He's going to take some touches. He's going to vulture. Yeah. He's going to be a bit annoying. But it's gonna be fine. Like, don't need to worry about Brian, Brian Robinson at all. Anything else from round three that you caught your eye, or it was a bit of a mere round, wasn't it? Towards the end of uh, night two, it wasn't too. You start flagging, and the names just start to know, start to wane off, and yeah, I mean, there was a couple that Jalen Tolbert went late. Uh, he did to Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we show right, and we saw Dylan Parnham. I thought he was a good pick quite late. I, um, yeah, I like Dylan Parnham. Yeah, I thought that was a good pick. JT Woods, the safety, I, I thought he, he's as quick as anything. Um, but yeah, I thought you know, it was it, they were good picks there all, all around there. Um, and then David Bell went to Cleveland. I mean, I'm not a big David Bell fan, so I don't think it solves their problem. No, I don't. And then uh, Jeremy Ruckert. Uh, to the Jets, which again they need a tight end. I think he's a good tight end that will work out uh, really nicely for them. What about the Niners taking Tyrion Davis Price at running back? 
yeah, I didn't really get it. Um, well, they need guys. Yeah. And he's a guy. They obviously they, know they their backfield and how they split it. And they have that guy does that job, that guy does that job, and that guy does that job. So he fits what they wanted, I guess. And they saw he was the best fit for what they wanted and went and picked him up. I think he's someone who's going to, as you say, he's going to have a role. Yeah. But you've got, you know, you've got Sermon there. You've got um, Mitchell and Wilson. Mitchell and Wilson. Wilson will go down by week four anyway. Yeah. Yep. So it'd be between Sermon and Mitchell. If one of those guys get hurt, there's a room for someone else to come in and do yep. a job. Yep. Could be could be interesting. Well worth a, a, a watch to see what, what he does there uh, yep. for sure. Um, any highlights from you from day three? Um, just quickly, the Bucks obviously picked up first pick of the day three, K. Dotton at tight end, which yep. I was really happy with. I think it's a big sign that Gronk maybe isn't coming back because I think we've signed two undrafted free agents at tight end as well since. We drafted we OJ Howard. Oh, we drafted two and picked one up then. Okay. I think that's the biggest sign ever that Gronk may not be coming back. See, I'm completely uh, opposite to you. I, okay. I see this as the biggest sign that he's coming back for one year. Okay. Because yeah, but, I feel like if we, if, if the Buccaneers, if we, if they, mm-hmm. if Gronk wasn't coming back. Yeah. They're going, they're going second round, third round, and they're going to get Possibly. Trey McBride yeah. or Jeremy Ruckett. I, yeah, I think for I me, they were going to get one I mean, of those two guys. K-Dot and Byron the injury was up there, though, right? I think 100%. he could have been one of the first. So to pick him up in a fourth round, day three, huge pickup for us, I, I think. think. Good pickup. And I think, listen, Brait's not going to be on that roster next year unless he takes a pay cut. Yep. Um, as you mentioned, OJ Howard's gone. There isn't any tight ends on the roster. So them yep. drafting two... Don't forget, they drafted one guy late, so he's going to be a practice squad guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? So K- K-Dot will make the roster. He'll be the third tight end. Like, It'll be second if Gronk don't come back. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think he, I think Gronk comes back. I think, I think if he wasn't coming back, they'd have punched that button a lot earlier up the board. And I think Fair. they would have got someone who is ready to start day one. I don't think K-Dot is ready to start day one. I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going mm-hmm. to be very productive. I think I'm not knocking him. Yeah. But I can't see him rolling out on opening Sunday uh, at the starting position or even second to to Cam Break. So just quickly, Dynasty drafts. He's got about a round six projection on him at the minute. So anybody oh, that yeah. has deep Dynasty drafts, go and find him in a fifth or fourth round. Just take just him. in case. Yeah, he's well worth a stash because that, he, that room gets empty. And he's got a really easy route to time on the field as well. Potentially at the minute, he is behind just Cam Break. Yeah. And and even if Gronk comes back, Gronk's not playing past this year in, in Tampa because nope. Brady's not playing past this year in Tampa. Correct. So those two will be gone. I think Cam Brake will be gone unless he does a mega cheap deal next year. I think he'll be gone. Yeah. Maybe they keep it. I don't know. But either way, he's going to be at least the two next year with the path to go ahead of Brait. So yeah, yeah, I I I agree with you on that one. Um, I thought the Patriots were wasteful. Like they took a they took a QP. They did. Maybe is that? Why? Why are you taking a QB? You just drafted Mac Jones. And they didn't what want to go back doing? and get Cam Newton, I guess, from free agency. That's why. What, you're just getting Mac Jones a drinking buddy. Like, what? <laughs> Jeez. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I'd never understood that. And then they got a load of. They, doubled, they drafted two more running backs. They did. Like, yeah. They've got the most crowded running back rooms in the NFL. Oh, just... and, and none of them are standouts. So, yeah. It's well, almost all of them undraftable this summer, apart from perhaps. Um, I say Spiller dropped all the way to day three, which I thought was... Well, that's what I was going to mention, because even the Texans ended up taking Damian Pierce ahead of him in round four. Which 
was maddening. Which there is something with Spiller. It will come when out. Samuel White went before him. Yeah. yeah. People love Samir White. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't I I'm just gonna be it's out. It's okay. There. I certainly would have had him ahead of Isaiah Spiller though. No. I had Isaiah Spiller as my three. And I'm yeah. In fact, to be honest, I had him as my two before the combine. I moved I had Isaiah Spiller in a Devi draft last year. I was well happy. To be and fair, I got the third round of a Devi draft. And I'll yeah. be honest with you, now he couldn't have right. picked a, he couldn't have picked a better spot. <laughs> you like him at the Chargers. Oh, I love him at the Chargers. I think he, okay. Austin Eckler's not a he's not he's not like a power back. No. He's a catching back. Yeah. Isaiah Spiller could see work. He could see work in that offense. Fair. Because they, they well, they kept splitting the role between Justin Jackson, Jackson. and yep. The other back who just didn't really do anything. Um, you know, they've had guys. They keep drafting guys to take that that B role behind Eckler. Yep. To, because they need people to carry the ball, to get the short yardage, to do the hard yards and the goal line stuff. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And they haven't, they haven't had that. So I think Spiller, I look at Spiller and I think, I could see Spiller getting seven, eight touchdowns this year. Yeah. 100% I could see him getting seven, eight touchdowns this year. Um, and then also, I, I like this particular moment that um, Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers, uh, yes. he's going he's gonna to have a new roommate and it's going to be his brother. What a dream. Uh, brother gets drafted by the, by the Steelers. There's a thing with the Steelers, isn't there? They've got, I want to say now, four sets of brothers on the roster. Yeah, have they? Yeah, they've got TJ and Derek Watt. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Terrell and Trey Edmonds. Oh, my God, yeah. Khalil and Carlos Davis, and now both the Haymans. Wow, they love a bit of brotherly love. pairs of brothers on their roster. That's got to be an NFL record. That's mad. I didn't know that. Yeah, Yeah, they've got four pairs of brothers on their roster. TJ and Derek, Terrell and Trey Edmonds. And then twins, Khalil and Carlos Davis are twins. I love and that. then they've now added the Hayward brothers as well. Brilliant. Yeah, keeping oh, the family. That's amazing. I, I yeah, love to see stuff like that. Um, good luck to Why not? Hayward. You talk about the scouting and the effort and the work and all the time that these guys put in. If you've got a brother there that can tell you exactly what he's like, you know generally what his work ethic and his character is going to be like. Don't need to worry about the family analysis. You've done that. Yeah, did yeah. that when you took the brother. If you're looking at player A and player B and there's very little difference, take the one you know. 100%. Take the one you know. Because even if he falls out of line, you've got someone you know you can trust and rely on to bring him back in line. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Do so, you have any thoughts on winners and losers of this draft in terms of either teams or players or... Um, 
the standout one was obviously most were mentioned, I guess, is the Jets. They walked away with running back one, tackle one, wide receiver one, whatever you like from it. They did three of probably yeah. the top ten players. Yeah, cor- corner one, definitely corner one, great edge. It. Yeah. Um, great edge, great corner, wide great receiver. wide receiver. Yeah. Great running back. Um, Eagles, Eagles got a fair price for AJ Brown. I think they, they didn't cough up too much when you look at what Hollywood it, Brown went for. So the cards should be after the first and the third. Yeah, I don't I think know. that's. I don't think that's. Cr- I mean, it, it's a weird one because it prior to prior to this off season, that mm-hmm. would have been a ridiculous price to have paid. But if you look at the context of it, if they do it during the NFL draft. When wide receivers have gone off the board, so they yep. must have known that this run was going to happen, that teams were going to move up. Yep. I feel like a lot of this was prearranged. It looked staged for the show. It was certainly like said there that it may not have been signed, sealed, and delivered, but it was be if this ends up this way, we can pull the trigger on this. Yeah, and, and I think I think they would have done it either way. I think they knew that three or four wide receivers were going to go by yep. the time maybe even five was going to go to them, and I think they felt well. We have to do this trade, and I think so, yeah, fair enough. I think the Eagles are big winners. Um, Love Davis as a pick. Nicobe Dean could be a huge. Nicobe Dean late, yeah. Uh, they back yeah. Jalen Hurts as well. There's there's no QB coming, so a big year um, for Jalen Hurts. He is really on the hot seat um, for them. I think if he doesn't perform this year, he's just got to get better at the first half. He's so poor in the first half. The defensive extras they've added. In, in Davis and Dean, they put in a new centre as well. They came Jurgens, plus they added uh, AJ Brown. In redraft, can you see an argument where Jalen Hurts is now going to be that sort of six to eight QB off the board? Yeah, I mean, well, mm, yeah, yeah, he should be. Yeah, he should He's got be. Everything there now to be. I think it's going to be interesting. So I, I I'm yet to really dig into this, but I, I can't see him falling below QB7 in my head. I can't see a way in which that's going to happen. So, obviously, you're going to look at Mahomes and Allen. I'll probably have Allen at one, but we'll dig into it. Allen, Mahomes. Then you've got that next tier of Herbert, Murray, Lamar. But, you know, the thing is, Tom Brady's going to be... Tom Brady's going to go after Jalen Hurts in draft still this year. And he's still going to be a steal. He's still going to be available in the eighth round of drafts. And yeah. when he's available in the eighth round of drafts and he's got top three QB upside, yeah. I think um, the way that we rank quarterbacks is pretty good. Um, but I do think Hurts, yeah, I think Hurts will probably go in the seventh, eighth round. And I think, yeah, I think he's come out of this and the Eagles organization is a huge winner. Yeah. <laughs> but they Personally. do have a lot of picks next year. They, they do. Could, they, they, do. Re- they could replace him next year. But if it does work out, they could also give him a hell of a lot to work with as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got Which no would be now. Scary. No. He's definitely got all the weapons. Yeah, definitely. A- any losers for you? Um, Chicago, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Daniel Mooney needed help uh, with Justin Fields there. And well, I, even I the back room, David Montgomery's not got forever in him. And well, I, I put Justin Fields in here because Justin Fields didn't get any help. No, he didn't. So you've got you've got Darnell Mooney and Can you sit um, here and actually name who the Bears drafted off the top of your head? Uh no. I don't know if I could. I oh they well they drafted they um they they went defense in round two. Kyler Gordon they picked up early in two. 
They did pick up Venus Jones, which in round three, pick 71, was a wide who's receiver a, from Tennessee. Who's a quick, who's a quick guy, but... He yeah. is. Um, I looked into it a bit, and apparently they went to Justin Fields with who he wanted, and he was one of five names that he put down that he wow. wanted. Well, there you go. They didn't so, have a lot of I picks. Mean, if Fields has asked for him, they've gone and got him. You have to say that is backing him to some extent. Yeah, well, they have, but they didn't have a lot of picks, the Bears. I'm just Not early through. on, no. So, they that was going to be first four and a half, five and a half rounds. So, yeah, but I do feel they're going to struggle. Um, they're going to need to find a way to to get some weapons to to help him out. I'm with you on that. He's one of my losers, Justin Fields. I just don't feel we got yeah. anything to make him any better. Fair. What about the rest of them? Anything you thought on it? Um, I'll go through my winners quickly. I thought Traylon Burks was a massive winner. I thought he was someone who could go tail end round one. Um, yeah. I think he's someone who is very, um, someone I'm very interested in in a redraft uh, format. It's someone I'd like to probably get quite yeah. a bit of this year if the price is right. Uh, I think Kenny Pickett. Listen, Kenny Pickett was someone who isolated. He looks like he's going to get an NFL starting job um, before yeah. too long. I think he's a massive winner um, from a fantasy perspective and super flex. He's easy to keep you one off the board and it's not close. He's probably him and Ritter are probably the only two that you're interested in drafting. Um, yeah. uh, Drake London, obviously. I think Drake London, I always thought he was going to be wide receiver one off this board, but I had him at 10 to the Jets. So um, he's going to have no competition. <laughs> he's literally going to mm-hmm. be like, hey, I'm the man. So I think that's amazing. He's definitely one who could get overdrafted in redraft. Um, but I do love him. Um Sky Moore, I put. I think Sky Moore's a huge winner. I think he could be yeah. literally the moon. Christian Watson, again, I just think, I think landing spot, you're going to get no better place to showcase how good you are. And I think that's massive. And I think for fantasy, he's interesting now. He could have really landed somewhere that was not interesting. I think he's yep. definitely interesting now. I think he'll get overdrafted. I think he'll get overdrafted. I can't see myself having loads of Christian Watson this year. But in redraft, yeah. Yeah, but I do think he's interesting. I do think he will be an interesting player to keep an eye on, um, for sure. And then I, I, two more here. Desmond Ritter, huge winner, not just in the NFL, but I think for fantasy. I think he's a sneaky late-round uh, pick in fantasy football. Okay. Not redraft. Best ball jobs. Yeah. But best ball jobs, uh, dynasty. Uh, and he, he'd he be one of these players I would star uh, week one. And just see what happens. He'd be yeah. one of these players to keep an eye on. Because I think he's got the skill set to be a decent fantasy player. Mm-hmm. Could not be great for redraft, but I'd be keeping an eye on it. Um, yeah, fair enough. Especially in Superflex League. And Tyler Algier, by the way, is another one. Yes. So Atlanta. he's another player who Atlanta took. Mike Davis. Mike Davis got cut. Yes. He's gone. So yeah. you've got Cordell Patterson, who's going to line up out wide because they haven't got any wide receivers. Yeah. Tyler Algier is like James Connor. He's going to be the bulldozer back. He could easily see... James Connor was another winner for me. Yeah, absolutely, because he's got no competition. He's been left alone. Yeah, he's been left alone to do his job. The fact that he was paid that kind of money said to me that was probably going to happen, but he must be feeling pretty good. So, yeah, I think Tyler Algier, by the way, in redraft, in best ball, is well worth a flyer. I think he's well worth a flyer. Um, and it all formats. I, I'd be looking, in fact, I'll be honest with you in the dynasty league, I've traded up into round two okay. to get him. Okay. Um, I traded actually, I traded Kadarius Tony for him. Oh, nice for that pick yes. to yeah. get because I just think he's someone who could be. I think he's really interesting now. 
The fact is, he hasn't got a big path in his way. And Cadell Patterson is not going to be there that long. He's over 30. No. Yeah. I think Tyler Algier could work his way into a, a really significant role there. Losers, uh, Malik Willis, uh, yeah, I mean, he's not going to yeah. be on any dynasty. He's, well, he's not going to be on any fantasy preferred. AJ Brown, I think, he's a winner from the fact he's going to get paid. From a fantasy perspective, he's a loser. I cannot see him getting the volume he was getting in Tennessee because there isn't – he's got to, he's got Devonta Smith on one side who was – They haven't Devonta Smith anyway. Yeah, but that was his college quarterback as well. So yeah. they already have that relationship <laughs> – but they still don't throw him. But yeah. Um, <laughs> so I mean, imagine what's the excuse next year when the Eagles make the wild card and they lose, uh, and they don't throw the ball to either Devonta Smith or AJ Brown. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is it. This is the year. Enough dreaming about growing my business online. It's time to get serious about selling in my style, as big as I want to grow, because there's nothing I can't do. It's time to get Shopify and take my business to the next level. Whoa, someone's ready to take on the new year. Oh, oh, I thought I was talking to myself there. But heck yeah, 2023 is my year. That's not your average resolution. That's a revolution. It's It's a a new year's Year's revolution. revolution. Start selling with Shopify to join the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand. From templates that make site design simple to customizations that let you grow at your pace. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. That's shopify.com slash free22. Go to shopify.com to start your New Year's revolution today. It's crazy, right? Uh, it's going to happen. Mark my words. Um, Chase Claypool, I think, is probably the biggest loser in the entire NFL draft. Of yeah, all the players. Just, he's said, they made him come out and pick after he replaced him that's just been drafted. But it's not even a fact they took George Pickens. It's the fact they then went in the fourth round and took Calvin Austin. Yes. Good night. Yeah. He is done. And I, yeah. I said to people last year, at the end of the season, I am worried about Chase Claypool because of the fact he had these diva traits, what happened at the end of that game when, you know, the clock ran out and he, yeah, yeah, he was busy fighting with the ball. Yeah. Exactly that. He was celebrating when he didn't get to the line of scrimmage. It cost yeah. him the play. They couldn't get the, 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 yeah. the score they needed to tie the game and take the game to overtime. I am deeply, deeply, so deeply concerned about Trace Claypool. I don't know how many dynasty leagues I've got him in, but if I can find buyers for him, even at, 75% of the price, I'm probably selling because I just am that worried that this kid is going to be irrelevant in 12 months. Chuck him in. Pick up a late second, go get Tyler Algier. Well, absolutely. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Tyler Algier is the guy. I'd, uh, yeah. I mean, but anyone, I think, uh, uh, to be honest, I think I'd rather have Calvin Austin than, than, than James Claypool <laughs> right now. <laughs> Calvin Austin's see- next James Washington. Be careful. Oh, that that could happen actually. That's a pretty good comp. Um, I put Chris Olave. I talked about that. Didn't think that was a good fit. And for what I put New Orleans in there, I thought what they paid was stupid. We talked about Michael Carter, Justin Fields, yeah. Rashad Penny's the other obvious one. Rashad Penny is um, 
Got we can't stay healthy, so you can't argue with the Seahawks picking up. Well, I can. Because... three, I think, is done. Rashad like... Penny's never healthy anyway. I can because they're not going to win anything this year anyway. So why no. waste why waste that higher pick on a running back? Go do it next year. Um, yeah. You've you've just paid Rashad Penny nearly six million dollars. He's a winner then, <laughs> isn't he? He's a winner. <laughs> well, he's going to get paid not doing anything. But yeah, I, yeah, that's it. I mean, there there were so many more. You're right about the Jets. I think the Jets did a phenomenal job. But the other thing I'm going to say is controversial because I love the NFL draft. Everyone talks about these mock grades. You know, I I read a grade that the Buccaneers got an A. On night one for not yes, making a pick, for not picking. Yeah. I don't understand. We're that. better off not to have a player than to have a player. How does that work? <laughs> How do you get an A on a draft grade for not picking a player? Your team is no better than it was. Yeah, like incomplete grade C, whatever. Right? You can't give an A for not making a pick. It doesn't you say work. that. But the Titans made theirs worse, so actually we didn't get. We did all right. We didn't make our roster worse. Well, yeah, I did. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I just think, and, and it, it precares everything to me, that right, everyone, we're talking about winners and losers, we're talking about all this. In reality, it's all got to play out. We can yeah. sit here and crown the Jets the winners of the draft, and we can sit here and crown the Patriots the losers of the draft. In reality, it's all got to play out. The whole thing's yeah. got to play out. You've got to see, I, there's still moving parts. There's still unfinished pieces to come in. I still think you're going to see some trades. I still think there's going to be some player movement. There's still um, free agents out there, and Landry and Obi still free agents. The head. There's still QBs flowing about, and Maker and Jimmy G, and um, yeah, Ty- Tyrone Matthew don't, just signed with the Saints today. <laughs> There's still yeah. caliber players out there who are going to make differences to rosters. People get so excited for rookies. So few rookies make a really significant impact, and I think this year yeah. there's going to be less than ever. But there'll be more for fantasy because of these wide receivers. Normally, you get like a couple of relevant guys for fantasy football. I think you're looking at maybe there might be six or seven. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb have ruined us, haven't they? They have. They've spoiled us. Rock. And <laughs> John, spoiled. Yeah, and then, you know, even the running backs, Jonathan Taylor had a pretty decent rookie yeah. year. Saquon Barkley yeah. had a great rookie year. You know, um, these... Barrow coming in at QB. Yeah, we've been spoiled. We have. But <laughs> do you know what? It's great. And that's why we love it. I'm glad we've seen it through. And... Yeah. There's lots to pick off the bone over the coming weeks. We're going to have a great guest next week with Tom um, from NFL Best Ball UK, my fellow fantasy pros writer. He'll be here so he can help us with some best ball stuff and how we can break out some of these rookies and how we can build these stacks to dominate in best ball. So, um, yeah, anything else you want to plug? What what are you working on at the moment writing-wise, Dan? I'm doing a bit of writing for the five yard dynasty guys at the minute i've done a qb buyers and i've done a running back buyers so i, I wait until after the draft now for a, a wide receiver buyers um let's sit down and look at who i'm going to peg on it i guess and uh yeah why we should go and get them and do some work on that so that'll be out probably in a week or so i guess when i sit down and, and get it written yeah but i think michael pittman's going to be on there it's <laughs> Other than that, I don't know right now. So, when I drafted Michael Pittman, I was high on Michael Pittman coming into his draft year anyway. I had a lot of him um, because I just thought he was a really good player at the time. So, hopefully, it's going to pay off in the long run. I definitely think there's a few a few options that you can get out there um, that you can take a chance on and, and get yeah. good players yeah. for. So, I think cool. I look forward to reading it, my man. It's going to be great. Oh, Thanks, mate. Feel good. 
Yeah, just busy finishing the playbook. <laughs> All right. I hope I it'll be so. out. I'm hoping it'll be out in a month's time. Uh, yeah. There's a lot still to write. I'll be honest with you. I've, I've rewritten. I've rewritten bits and pieces. I wasn't too happy with some of the stuff that came out, so yeah. I've torn it up and started again. So I'm a bit of a mad, mad hatter's workout workshop right now. But it's going to be good. And don't forget Wednesday. National announcement. I'm sure we will speak on those. Yes, we will. So stay tuned uh, Wednesday. Make sure you all gear up and get excited for who the Packers and the Saints are going to be accompanying in London and who for us Buccaneers fans are going to be playing in. um, Yeah, I always forget about the Jags. Um, (laughs) No one cares. I mean, it'd be great to see Trevor Lawrence, eh? Well, I did saw him last year. Travis Etienne will be back. Yeah. Yeah, well, you say that. And Christian Kirk. I can't wait to see how good Christian Kirk is in the flesh with the amount they played him. (laughs) And say Jones. (laughs) <laughs> hey, Zay Jones is from my college I follow. So leave Zay Jones out of this. Is he? Oh, yeah. wow. ECU pirate, mate. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I know. We haven't got many. We haven't got many. So uh, we'll take him. Zay, Zay Jones is paid better than 65% of the wide receivers in the NFL. I think it's maybe more than that, actually. <laughs> Good for Just him. Throw it out there. Good for him. Right. I'm all done, Murphy. You? Yes. So thanks Never very much for tuning in. As always, Always a pleasure. Tune into the Dynasty guys tomorrow night. They're going to break down the fantasy well, rookies in a far more bigger detail than we have. Uh, but we're going to cover this in future weeks. Uh, next week, you've got Tom uh, joining us. The week after, you, I won't be here. You will be hosting this, so I'm sure you've got something great in the works. Uh, I yeah, will be taking yeah. a... Um, yeah. I don't want to say well-deserved holiday, but it is very well-deserved. Um, taking that off and finishing off the uh, book, mate. Right um, yeah, uh, I will be, unfortunately. I can't go on holiday without a laptop because of work. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, but I'm not going to do a show, not from Centre Parks. Yeah, um, I think. <laughs> but it's going to be good. And then, yeah, we've got some great shows that we're going to start planning uh, as we start breaking down what rosters look like. We'll do some pieces on some consistency. We'll get um, some good friends back on the show to talk about uh, getting us ready for draft season because before you know it, it will be here. Um, So keep an eye on everything that's going on. Also, there's going to be a big announcement uh, this week for the FFCC. Um, I've been working on getting some stellar names uh, confirmed for the FFCC. Do you want me to tell you who who so far is in? I'm in. Am I? Am I in? Well, yeah, you're in, obviously. Oh, awesome. but... I made final know. weight last year. Pardon? Well, I you... final weight last year, I think. My best ever. Well, you're going all the way this year, I hope. Um, so joining us in the FFCC, Joe Dolan of Fantasy nice. Pros. Uh, Kurt Holiday is joining us. Justin Boone of The Score. Joe Pisapier of Fantasy Pros. Um, Mauricio Gutierrez of NFL Mexico. Uh, Brian Drake um, of the uh, God, I can't believe it's uh, Fantasy Football Hustle. Uh, Jim Coventry uh, is joining nice. us. Kevin Tompkins, uh, Steve Middleton of ESPN, Bob Lung, um, JB Barry, uh, Pat Fist Morris, and just nice. a few of the names that are joining us. There's going to be so many more awesome. working on over the next few weeks. So um, I'll wait to hear it all come out. Yeah, so we're getting the. Uh, we're getting the pros in for the pro side, but we're going to need more regular folks. So uh, stay tuned for how to sign up for FFCC 4 or FFCC 2022. Um, 256 places in total up for grabs in a straight knockout tournament. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it's different than most things, that's for sure. 
it's a bit nutty, isn't it? (laughs) But that's it. Um, And until next week, as always, don't forget, keep rushing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.